As a young adult, Johann Hani went to a therapist because he noticed that he was suffering from what he guessed were symptoms of anxiety and depression. And so when he showed up to his therapist, the therapist told him what he found out was an all-too-common story, that there is a chemical imbalance in your brain that needs to be fixed. And the only way to fix that is to take medication. So he prescribed him to medication that's very common in the Western world, and it helped. He noticed he was getting better. He noticed that he was having those symptoms begin to disappear. And initially, it was great news. Over time, though, what he began to discover is that he, had, he kept having to go back and readjust it. Now, to this day, Johann Hani would say that this was a positive thing in his life, but as he began to talk to other people, he discovered that most that were having to take uh, medicine, antidepressants to deal with this, were having the exact same issues that he was having. It was not a long-term fix. His career was as an investigative reporter. He had traveled the world covering dangerous stories and covering important topics that he had written about in some of the world's leading publications. And because of his background doing investigative kinds of work, he decided that if I'm going to tackle what I'm experiencing in my own life and what people are experiencing around me, then I'm going to use some of the skills that I have. And so that's exactly what he did. He traveled over 40,000 miles and spent years speaking to some of the experts around the world when it has to do with depression and anxiety. And he wrote this book, Lost Connections. In the book, he names nine significant ways, at least research-based ways, that lead to people suffering with anxiety and depression. Out of those nine ways, only two of them have to do with our biological makeup. Only two of them. The other seven, as he looked at it, had mostly to do with the fact that we are totally disconnected in incredibly unhealthy ways. In fact, as he began to do the research, he found out some disturbing things. In America, he's a British journalist, but in America, this was pre-pandemic, when, when research was done on the amount of Americans that say, I do not have a close friend, 39% of them said they do not. In fact, Britain and France and other Western uh, European countries were just behind America. In fact, what he began to coin this phrase based on his research was, we are in the loneliest society in the history of the world. This is what he began to notice as well. We live in a system that constantly distracts us from what's really good about life. We are being propagandized to live in a way that doesn't meet our basic psychological needs. So we are left with a permanent, puzzling sense of dissatisfaction. What he discovered was, is that our society and most of the cures to help people that are truly um, truly struggling with significant mental health issues is normally to isolate people, either through medicine or through what we ask them to be. In fact, our entire culture is built around doing what you can do for yourself. And in case you haven't been listening this semester, this is exactly what we've been talking about. We are propagandized to believe that it is up to me and me alone to determine who I am. 
And guess what that does? It does the exact opposite of what we claim it does. It doesn't make us feel better. It makes us feel worse. The answers that we give are ridiculous. And we live in this culture where it happens. He goes on to say, we have become imprisoned inside our own egos, walled off where true connection cannot reach us. And I'm not going to get into it this morning because we don't have the time, but just look around you at all the ways you are invited to be your own person, to care for yourself, to make sure that you are managing your own life. Ultimately, you will fail because you are not made to do that. We were not created to be people by ourselves. We were not created and made to be people who do this. And one of the interesting things about Johann is he's very clear in his book that he is not a believer of any sort. He is an atheist, so he talks about some of the benefits of religion in his book based on his research. But he will tell you that the connectedness that we need to have is so deep built within who we are. Now, I would claim that's for different reasons than he does, but I think he's very honest in his portrayal that there has to be something better than what we're doing. And what he has to say is this, because we are attempting to manage ourselves, of course, we feel a deep sense of inadequacy. It makes sense. If we're constantly asked to manage our own life and be disconnected from everything around us, we will feel inadequacy because that is not an adequate way of living. And so as part of what he has to say here after all of his, you know, years of research and his 40 plus thousand um, miles of travel is the fact that we are increasingly living in a world where most people around us feel inadequate and not up to the task because we ask too much of what we should be able to do alone. I want to share, and this comes from a text that's been shared several times this semester in here, not because I've told people to do it, they've just kind of ended up at the beginning of Colossians 3. But I want to invite us into verses 12 through 17, where Paul is making this move where he's saying, this is what it looks like to live life to the fullest. And I want you to notice what you hear in this text. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other. And if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. And over all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The peace of Christ must control your hearts. A peace which you are called in one body. And be thankful, people. The word of Christ must live in you richly, teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through him. Notice the way Paul directs us from ourselves to others. All of what he describes is about how you live in relationship to other people. 
The fact that we are intimately and intuitively connected people. And when we break that connection, when we become just solely about our own ego and about our own selfish needs, then we, are fi- we will quickly discover and find ourselves in a place that is totally unhealthy and totally distanced from where we actually can find help. This is why early this semester when I was up here, I said most of the time when we are trying to discover who we are, when we look inside ourselves only and we dig deep, those are the actual moments where we lose perspective of who we, all, who we are at all because we are made to be in community with other people. I mean, even the way that we pretend to be in community with other people through things like social media, actually just distance us further most of the time from those that we live around. And I'll just be honest, the more time that we spend on our phone, the worst off we're going to be. Should, should I say that again? The more time that we spend on our phones, in our own head, in the head of what we perceive to be other people, the worse off we are going to be. If you don't believe me, Put your phone aside for a day and then see how you feel at the end of the day. You might actually have some withdrawal. But those are signs. Those are symptoms that something is not right. When we we discover ourselves only focusing on ourselves and it makes us feel bad, those are signs, those are symptoms that something is not right. That there is an inadequacy that all the answers we think are going to take care of it actually don't fix it. And so I want to hear the words of Paul, who says, join with each other, encourage each other, look to each other, find something worth living for that goes beyond yourself. So this week, we're going to talk about inadequacy and where that comes from. We've got a great group of people that are going to share, but what I want to invite you into is that it's okay that you don't feel okay. You shouldn't. Most of the answers that we've been given to live our lives in a better way actually do not help us. They don't. And that's why you feel terrible. And there are things that need to be done. There are so many of us that need the practice of therapy. There are so many of us that need additional support like antidepressants and other things in our life. But what I'm saying as we step back and look at the big picture, that we don't feel adequate because we have not been given good answers. And we've got to find something else. And I'm here to tell you yet again that I think it's beyond ourselves. That it's in a God who can do things through us that we cannot do by ourselves. Please, Let's seek that. Let's become something different because we have a better way. So thank you.